creation? Who did some origami? Who did the dog? Hold up your dogs. Got some googly eyes on there. Anyone else did? Oh, yes. A couple of dogs. Who did the... What was the other one? The swan. The swan. Did anyone do a swan? Oh, wonderful. Lovely swans. Did you add googly eyes to your swans? Yeah, some... Yeah, okay. And the final one, the penguin. Oh, look at that. They're looking very regal, the penguins. How did you find your origami? Did you enjoy it? Excellent. I, I like a bit of origami. She says I've never really done it. But, you know, I like to look at it because it looks good. <laughs> and it looks very intricate. But it's, it's, what I find amazing is you start off with a blank sheet of paper and you create almost anything out of that paper. And if you see um, online, you can watch the real professional origami people do it. And it's so complex. It's not just not just a dog or a penguin or a swan. There's amazing things that they create that I don't know how they make it out of one or two sheets of paper. It is amazing. And, you know, in the Bible, we look at things that God has made and God has created, not out of a sheet of paper, but actually out of nothing. In the beginning, there was nothing. There was just a void. There was just nothing much. There was darkness. There was masses of things everywhere. And God spoke, and there was life, and there was light, and there was all that we see, and there was things that keep creating and creating. God created, out of less than a sheet of paper, something amazing. But what amazes me even more is that every day God recreates things out of things that are not very good. So out of messes that go on in the world, God works and recreates things that are beautiful. Out of things that are broken, God works and creates things that come back together and are made whole again. God recreates and recreates. And what's even more exciting is that God just doesn't do it despite us. He invites us to be part of the recreating process as well. Do you know, a couple of weeks ago at House Group, we looked at a story of the people of Judah, God's people, uh, the people of Judah. And there was a time in their lives when they were not following God. That doesn't really surprise us because that happened all the time. And God sent a prophet called Jeremiah to the people of Judah to warn them that if they didn't follow God, the nations around them were going to defeat them to urge them to come back and to seek to follow God so that he could protect them and he could lead them. And Jeremiah said loads of things to them and did loads of things, but they wouldn't listen to him, of course. And so they went against what God wanted. They decided they just wanted to live how they wanted to live. And eventually, the Babylonians who were surrounding them defeated them and they carried some of the people of Judah into exile, which means they carried them back into their own land. So the people of Judah were no longer, longer in their land. They were in Babylon. They were captives. They were slaves. They were held there. And they thought they'd only be there for a short time because there were lots of people saying to them, oh, God won't keep you there forever. It'll only be like a few months, a couple of weeks. You'll be all right. Then you'll be back to your own land. But Jeremiah then sent a letter to the people saying, no, this is not right. You're going to be in this foreign land for quite some time. And in the letter, he said this in the book of Jeremiah. This is what God says. It says this. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. 
to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is what I want you to do. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Or if you like, God said to the people of Judah, I don't want you to just survive this land which you've been carried off into. I don't want you to just keep yourselves to yourselves and hope that everything will be all right until you get back to the place where you're free and everything's okay. I want you to actually settle down in this land. I want you to make a home in this strange place. And more than that, I want you to actively seek to make this land better. I want you to bring peace, not just feel peaceful. I want you to bring peace to people's lives. I want you to act and live and do things in ways that bring my love and my goodness to these people who hate you and who you don't like very much because they've carried you off into captivity. I want you to bring healing where there isn't healing. And I want you to bring wholeness where there isn't wholeness. And this would have been really hard for the people of Judah because all they wanted to do, I imagine, was keep themselves away from their enemies, these people who worshipped other gods and did weird things, to do their own thing to keep themselves to themselves until everything was all right and God rescued them. But God asked them to go out and bring him to the people around. And you know, I think he does the same to us as well. He says, you're in this land, you're in this place... I don't want you to just worship me and hope everything will be all right, or I don't want you to just keep yourselves to yourselves, or I don't want you to keep away from things that scare you or worry you. I want you to bring my peace into those situations. Do you know, there's a woman who I really liked uh, called Rachel Held Evans. Uh, She was a Christian who wrote lots of different books about discovering God having been in a very fundamentalist American church and she moved away from that and she discovered God in a new way, in a fresh way. Sadly, she died earlier this year. She was only 37, but she did some amazing books which I've read. And one of the things that she did, because people, because she wrote all these things about discovering God in places that people thought you shouldn't discover God, she got quite a lot of hate mail because she wrote a blog. People used to write back to her and say, how can this woman be a Christian, you know, and all this and horrible things about her. And she used to get quite angry. And then she thought, why am I getting angry about all this? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to print off this hate mail and I'm going to turn it into something beautiful. And this is what she did. I think we've got a picture of um, what she did with her hate mail that people had sent to her. She created, through origami, some... Creatures, which are coming up. No, not. They're, they're not. The, compu- the computer doesn't like me. It doesn't, does it? Oh, there we go. She created a little fox and she created the penguin there. 
out of the hate mail that people had sent her. She turned it into something beautiful because she didn't want to be feeling anger towards these people. And she didn't want this hate mail to affect her in a way that would cause her to react and write words of hate back to them. So she printed it off and she turned it into creatures through origami. She brought peace into a situation where there was anger and hatred. And that's something little, and you can say, oh, that's something silly, but it changed her heart towards different people. It caused her to want to bring peace to them and prosperity. And it, it made me think, because someone called Frederick Buchner, I don't know whether anyone knows him, American theologian anyway, he said this, peace is not the absence of struggle, but the presence of love. And that's what God asked the people of Judah to do. Not just be in a place where there was an absence of struggle, but bring the presence of love into a place where there was struggle and there was division and there was hatred. To seek peace, not just to hope that it came to them. That's what Rachel Hells Evans did. She sought peace in a situation of hatred. And that's what we're called to do too, to seek peace. Not to hope that it's somewhere around, but to seek it and to bring prosperity to those around us. Let's pray together, shall we, before we sing.